for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. And welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are. And we're in our final weeks of our shoe collection. So please visit the website, bethestarur.org. And this is from Brian Tracy. Never say anything about yourself you do not want to come true. And that's a good one. We have to always talk to ourselves in a positive way. Well, in today's show, we're going to, in segment two, we will have a special guest. Her name is Vasavi Kumar, and she's going to, we'll be talking to her about her new book, Say It Out Loud, Using the Power of Your Voice to Listen to Your Deepest Thoughts and Courageously Pursue Your Dreams. In segment three, California has been in a drought for several years, and as you know, water is rationed and even non-existent. And Water is uh, essential for life, and we need to be aware of its preciousness. But right now, in segment one, we're going to talk about pasta. And uh, a bowl of pasta might be one of life's simplest pleasures, but navigating the pasta aisle isn't always easy. So I want to show you around a little bit. And okay. And um, so we want to, you know, people really enjoy pasta. In fact, I know my children and my grandkids, they love pasta as well. So noodles, it kind of can be the most favorite, favorite thing. So what are some of the things that we need to check out? Um, you know, it can be such an, an easy, an easy fix when you wanted to make a meal. So you can grab any superlative that you want as far as the pasta is, because there's just an, an abundance of different ones. So well, first of all, we'll just talk about some of the package ones. There are a few key phrases to look for on a bag or a box of dried pasta. Now, dried, people often think, is it better to have fresh pasta or dried pasta? And it kind of would make sense that the fresh pasta would somehow be better than its dried counterpart. But you know what? The reality isn't so simple as that because they are completely different kinds of pasta and they they work together with different sauces in a completely different way. Fresh pasta is often made with white wheat flour rather with uh, rather than semolina, and usually with eggs, which makes for an especially very delicate noodle. It's well suited for you know a really lovely textured sauce. You want to think maybe like a carbonara or bolognese. 
Whereas dried pasta works well for almost any application, including those. And it especially is good with chunky sausage, uh, sauces that are um, enhanced by the starch that's in pasta. And with lots of uh, pan tossing, it kind of requires that sturdiness that um, that you would need from the dried pasta having a shelf life. So let's just talk about some of the dried ones because maybe you have a pasta maker and you're going to make your own pasta, but it's so easy to buy a lot of the dried ones. So semolina, the word semolina actually refers to a, a coarsely ground flour that is made from durum. It's a hard variety of wheat. It's really beloved in Italy. And pasta made from semolina, it has a, a real strong uh, structure. And so it the flavor is earthier than versions that are made with just, you know, any kind of wheat flour. And you can really get behind a pasta made from heirloom wheat varieties um, as well, but there's just something about semolina. And especially when you get small batches of it with that really robust, just that flavor of the earth uh, that that it, it just makes it very special. So you might want to look for a brand that boasts about being the kind of flour that they're using. So whenever you're looking for a pasta, what kind of flour is it that you want to use? The second one is a bronze dye. So most dried pasta is extruded. And that means that the dough has been forced through these little metal plates called dyes. And they produce different strands and shapes. So a traditional bronze dye, it produces a pasta with a desirably rough exterior and if it has a rough exterior, what that does is it really holds the sauce better than a smooth surface surface that would be created with aluminum or Teflon dyes. And the aluminum and Teflon dyes are used in more commercial brands. And um, so again, if you want a pasta that is going to hold flavor, that you want the pasta to soak in the flavor, you really definitely want it um, made on a bronze dye. Then there's slow dry. Now, traditionally... Once pasta has been extruded, and that means that the dough has been forced through that little metal plate, the dyes, then it is left to dry slowly until it reaches its shelf stable state. And that's a process that preserves flavor and it softens the gluten or relaxes the gluten. And that results in a pasta that has kind of a chewy taste, if you like that chewy taste. Now, some brands apply heat to speed things up. And in my personal opinion, that is a shortcut that can really afford, um, can affect the quality and the flavor. So you want to double check that. Now, you might want, you might really get kind of overwhelmed when you get to the pasta aisle these days. I mean, it used to be that you would just see like macaronis or bow ties or or fettuccine, or angel hair. But now there's like all different kinds of pastas that you see. And if you are if you don't really know how they're going to turn out, you're like, oh my gosh, I have so many. So whole grain. So pasta is made with whole wheat and heirloom strays like kamut and farro can be really, have a delicious nutty flavor. But 
they also can cook up really gummy and they can make a really, yeah, very mushy a mess. So as a general rule, versions made from a combination of whole grains with some traditional semolina flour are going to be the tastiest and the most reliable. Then another one is flavored. Now, I know that whenever I've seen, you know, spinach or sun-dried tomato flavors, I think, oh, that should really add something. But the the reality is, is that when they're embellished with things like sun-dried tomatoes or spinach or artichokes, add-ins that typically just add color, they really don't add any flavor. So the reality about those flavored uh, pastas is that they're just kind of a gimmick. Um, they they can be fun. You know, remember when you people used to make a lot of pasta salads and they'd have all the different colors in it and they're they're pretty, but don't think of them as adding any different taste. The taste is going to come mainly from your sauces. And then the gluten-free pasta options for folks that want to avoid gluten, those have really exploded in recent years. And some of those just defy the category's reputation for all those weird aftertastes or textures that just turn out kind of funky. So, you you know, there there are ones that are gluten-free and there are brown rice pastas that might be really good. But if you're going to be doing gluten-free, maybe you want to ask somebody who cooks, you know, pastas up what they have made with gluten-free. Or if you're at a restaurant where they have a gluten-free pasta and you like it a lot, you might ask them if they're making it homemade if or what brand that they use. Um, there's a lot of recommendations, obviously, in magazines, but I always think that friends and family are the best. And then there is enriched pasta. Some brands have begun to offer pastas that tout added protein and fiber and other nutrients. And these could be helpful if you're on a diet um, of just plain noodles. But, you know, usually when we're making pasta, we add some more protein and we add fiber to the pasta dishes um, in the form of like meat or beans or green vegetables. And that actually is going to help you out a lot. Now, another thing, another thing that you might want to um, think about is if you don't want to, you don't want to eat too much pasta and then go to bed because um, it, it might not, you might just feel like too full. So you don't want to, um, you don't want to like overfill yourself with pasta and then go to sleep because you are going to feel, you'll feel stuffed. Oh, and that brings me to talking about stuffed pastas. If you like stuffed pastas, then that's going to be like um, ravioli or tortellini or agnolotti. You want to avoid versions that you find in the dried pasta aisle. Those you definitely either want to get from a pasta shop or some of them are going to be good that are in the freezer. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big, if you're going, or if you can make them yourself, you know, like a gnocchi or something, um, those are, they're really delicious when you make them homemade, but otherwise get them at a specialty shop because 
Many specialty shops sometimes have a weeknight special that you can get that will be less expensive. And it, you know, you can, um, if you don't want to make your own pasta sauce, you know, I really like a, a pesto, but you can make, it doesn't, pesto doesn't have to be basil. It can be parsley. It can be a mixture of oregano and parsley and thyme um, and sage. That all tastes great. Or, you know, just buy a bottled uh, pasta sauce that you like and then doctor it up with some garlic and some wine and maybe a little bit of brown butter. And then always make sure that you add the Parmesan cheese. That is the best way to go. And when you're making your pasta, put in that go those garlic cloves and some kosher salt and a little bit of olive oil and you will have it great. Well, when we come back from our break, we're going to welcome our guest, Vasavi Kumar, with her book, Say It Out Loud. Stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we'll be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, welcome back. We are so happy that you've stayed with us, and you're going to be so happy you stayed with us on Star Style Be the Star You Are because our guests and her terrific book, it, 
Vasavi Kumar has written a book called Say It Out Loud, Using the Power of Your Voice to Listen to Your Deepest Thoughts and Courageously Pursue Your Dreams. She's a life coach, licensed therapist, and she has a lot of experience on print and television and all of that. She even has her own um, podcast that she does. And um, she has learned over the years how to become more extremely self-aware. She lives in Austin, Texas, and I just want to welcome her. Vasavi, welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you, Cynthia. It's so wonderful to be here. And I love you. I love that you, you know, introduced me with so much candor and uh, enthusiasm. It feels so Ooh. good. Thank you. Well, it's so important, isn't it? I mean, I, yeah. I really, I believe that, you know, the way that we speak I, and just what you said, I, as I said to you off the air, I'm glad that you actually wrote a book about saying it out loud. And so yeah. I want you to give um, give our audience just a little bit of your background because I found it you know, fascinating that you actually grew up in a family and I'll let you tell the story, but your voice wasn't really heard. You really felt like you were being kind of shh, shh, shh. And so it's amazing now that you, know, you are talking out loud and helping others to do the same. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, growing up, I mean, I, I jokingly say this, but I was the brown sheep in my family. I was the one, you know, that when my mother would speak to my father in a disrespectful way, I would say something. If I noticed my dad was kind of being a jerk to my mother, I would say something. I would get in trouble, though, because if my mother would say that I'm trying to cause problems where there are none. But I wasn't causing problems. I was simply stating what I thought at that time was incorrect behavior. Because, see, children know. Children inherently know what is kind and what is not kind. Right. And so wh when I w when I saw that growing up, I would always say something with that. I'd get in trouble because my mom would always say, I'm, I'm the I'm the pot stir. I'm trying to stir the pot. But I wasn't trying to stir the pot. I was just saying it out loud. I was saying what I noticed out loud. You know, it's so funny that you say about stirring the pot. I'm Italian. And they in our family they used to always say the more you stir the pot, the more it stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so but, that was you, right? You were stirring the pot. Well, here's the, here's the thing, though. Think about how many of us grew up in homes where our parents maybe had or, you know, they're either, you know, whether they were married or not, they had dysfunctional, unhealthy relationships with one another. And as children, we're seeing this and this is our first model of relationships. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. It's so, really tough. So, you know, I, I really just wanted to help other people, you know, set themselves free. All right. Well, again, the book is Say It Out Loud. Um, I'm going to just start because I think they, uh, one of the things that really helped you because of all the things that you've been through, but it really is important of the serenity prayer of grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, that, you know, it's from the 12-step uh, program that uh, I know that you had gone through as well. But I thought that was really an important thing because so often we do try just to keep going and going and going and things aren't working. And, you know, we're, we're not, we're like trying to reinvent the wheel. So would you address how that actually helped you? Because you actually put this in your book. Yeah, I put the serenity prayer in my book because it really is a prayer that I turn to every day. I turned to this prayer because I had to teach myself the art of letting go. 
and the art of not putting in my energy where it's not being invited into Mm -hmm. and also to stop needing to fix other people and fix their problems rather than focusing on myself. Um, And so for me, when I really saw what I did have control over in my life and what I didn't, what I didn't have control over was a lot more than what I did have control over. But what I did have case for everybody, right? I mean, that's truly the case. Yep. And so what I did have control over was me. And that's the case with everybody is that we do not actually have control over other people, but we do have control over how we respond and how we choose to show up in each and every situation. And that's, I think, what is the critical thing, um, something that you really uh, address in Say It Out Loud as well, is the fact that, you know, we, we really can't change others. We can only change ourselves. So it's so important the way that we talk to our self. So you talk about triggers. I talk about the triggers out loud. How do, how do we say things out loud that are going to make us more successful? So the reason why, so first of all, when we talk about triggers, triggers are the things that set us off, right? right? One day you could be having a great day, then you get a text and you're like, boom, you're in a bad mood, okay? Most of us are taught to not allow ourselves to get irritated. Oh, don't make a big deal about it. Oh, just whatever. Do put under the rug. But in this chapter, when I talk about your triggers, I say, use your triggers as information. Look at your triggers as teachers. When we are frustrated by something and we are irritated by something, There's often a very beautiful solution on the other side of that. Maybe it's to simplify. Maybe it's to delegate. Maybe it's to let something go off your plate. Maybe you have too much on your plate. Maybe you need more sleep. Maybe you need more water, more fun in your life. But that chapter is really about letting go of the need to be emotionally perfect, which is only allowing certain emotions for to be presented front, you know, front facing to the world and then other remaining emotions, keeping them suppressed. We don't want to live like that. We want to be free in our expression and not say we're fine when we're actually not fine. And I want to just uh, talk uh, talk about how you have put together the book, because I really like that in each chapter, how you, you know, you tell a story, you just give your opinions and, and your uh, experiences and research on this whole topic. And then at the very end of each chapter, you sum things up. And and then you have these say it out loud affirmations. If people could do these every day, it would help them. And you have the say it out loud exercise. Are these exercises things that you use in your coaching or um, you know in a pra- in your own personal practice as well? It's both. It's uh, questions are a very beautiful way to get to know yourself. And I owe that a lot to my own, you know, going to therapy as a child, but also becoming a social worker. Questions are the best way for us to understand about ourselves, you know? So that's why all of the exercises at the end of the book, these are simple, simple questions that I've asked myself that I continue to ask myself when I'm scared, when I'm triggered, when I'm feeling resistant, you know, I'm just naming some of the things in the chapters and also prompts that I've used with clients to have them probe deeper and get to know themselves better as well. One of my favorite chapters was uh, chapter six, ask your intuition out loud, Mm -hmm. you know, because this is a huge thing to me. Uh, Your first question, what causes you to doubt your gut feeling? I'm a just, I'm a person that goes with my gut. When I get that yucky feeling in my gut, I knew, I know something's wrong. And anytime I have gone against my gut, it has been wrong. 
And so you give some really great practical ways to help people unplug, reconnect with themselves and really get in touch with their inner gut, their inner silence. And um, one of them, the first one you say is plan your tomorrow today instead of waking up and being frantic and all of that. Uh, I don't know if you want to address that anymore, but I have just found with when people just wait to the last minute and procrastinate, that just causes a lot more um, helter-skelter in their life. I am so glad that that resonates with you. You totally. should see me. You should see me before I travel. I am the calmest traveler ever. I just refuse to be chaotic. I I think with planning and preparation, mm-hmm. one does not need to stress out. So yeah, I plan my tomorrow. My tomorrow tonight. Basically. Tonight, I, exactly. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Yeah. And then I also plan my week on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday at around three o'clock, when it's just kind of, you know, I, I've already done, done some meal prep and the, everything's clean and put away and whatever. And I'm just kind of relaxing in the evening. I will look at the whole week. And what I do is I, um, I always plug in, okay, when am I getting any beauty treatments? When am I working out? When am I doing this? And I, 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 I call it my personal CEO calendar and it's the calendar of me, right? I'm managing me as well. So, so that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually have a, um, a free training on creating your personal CEO calendar. I'll give that to you so you can give that to your listeners. That is so, you know, I, I really am happy that you brought that up about the, being the CEO of yourself, because unless you schedule it, it tends to be put to the wayside. And, yep. and I know that I've always said to people, too, is that, you know, when they're saying, oh, I mean, I can't do this appointment or that appointment. Well, if it is. If it's your own time, if you're the one that's scheduling your time, you can schedule your time. Yeah. <laughs> and so the important thing is not to forget you because when you're depleted, how can you give to anybody else? Right? That's right. Yeah. And the another, I mean, you have so many good ideas in here and things that I already utilize, but I think you can never express it enough, was when you wake up to say thank you, you're alive, another day you put your feet on the ground and oh my gosh hooray right it's a it's a Uh, great day (laughs) i mean we have the power to generate the day that we want to have we even have the power to bounce back from something crappy that might have happened in the morning you know how often has that happened when sometimes you you know you're just like yeah you're like i'm gonna have a great day and then something happens and we we have this catastrophic thinking and i'm like no do not let your mind do that to you that is what our mind wants to do to us our brain wants to protect us right from having to feel that suffering but it's like no sit with the discomfort move through it and your day will get better it will and and it usually does it's like the, yeah you know i i know it's a cliche but it's like the the play annie the sun's gonna shine tomorrow you know yes it's yes. always this it's gonna keep coming out at least for a while if you're just joining us we are talking to Vas- uh, vasavi kumar i'm sorry i keep saying that wrong with the wrong syllable say it out loud is the name of her book using the power of your voice to listen to your deepest thoughts and courageously pursue your dreams. So um, let's go to actually talking out loud. Um, I do talk to him. I talk myself through my day. And I imagine if somebody heard me, they'd think, are you, she might be crazy, but it just helps yeah. me organize my thoughts. It helps me get everything done. And I, I can motivate myself. 
and I, I was so great when I read this. I thought, oh, I'm really not nuts to be doing it. No, you're now. not. You're actually you're actually very intelligent, Cynthia. Yeah, it's a very intelligent cognitive process for you to make sense and streamline and organize. Like you're 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 consulting with yourself. And who better to consult with, right, than yourself? Because you yes. you do have those little voices inside of you. Uh, and we do, I really just think we have to listen to ourselves. I, at the beginning of the show, I uh, gave a quote by Brian Tracy, who yeah. I really admire. And I think it is so important that we speak positively. You know, one of the things he said is never say anything about yourself. You do not want to come true. And so, so many people just, you know, are so deprecating towards their self. And we need to empower ourselves because we are we are the most important person in the room first because we can't empower others unless we feel empowered. Uh, another one that I was wanted to get to is you were talking about the, in your uh, book as well. And the book is say it out loud. Yeah. Use the process um, to communicate through email. So if you want to create an email, how would you go about saying it out loud first? Well, for yeah, so let's say you're. I thought this about... was an important chapter. Thank you. Yeah, I know a lot of people struggle with this, so it's like, yeah, they know, struggle with it absolutely they because they want to. They want to obviously. Okay, so anyway, here, here's how you do it. You first have to write an email. Do not send it that is completely unedited, completely unfiltered. Allow yourself to say the meanest thing possible. Whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say, let yourself say. It, okay, and then read it out loud. Let yourself feel it. Let yourself feel the anger, feel the sadness, feel the whatever, whatever was in that first email. Then I want you to write it again. But when you write it this time, I want you to write it from a place of forgiveness. Okay. Forgiveness to this person, forgiveness to you, forget just, or, or um, giving yourself permission to be nervous. It's okay. Whatever you need in that moment for you to feel like comfortable writing the second email. Okay. And it's not mm -hmm. so emotionally charged. Read that out loud. Then you're going to write a third version and your third version, you want to feel less emotional about it, more neutral about it. But we have to go through those first two renditions so we can allow ourselves to feel, feel fully, you know? Oh, well, you know, uh, this gets me back to, I know that you had mentioned that when you were first kind of trying to process things for yourself, you did a lot of journaling and it didn't really work that well. And that's something that people always say, or usually even in therapy, you know, to keep a journal, write this all out. Uh, but I find that especially like when you are in a conflict or, you know, something's going on with another person and you have to send this email or even a phone conversation, it helps to practice it first. So that to me is a great, uh, a really great thing to do uh, is to um, do it a couple of times and do a couple of drafts so before you send it, because usually that first time you don't want to send something that you're going to be really feel badly that you sent. I mean, you don't want regret, right? Yeah. Yes. So, but, but we still want you to have the permission to say it, get yes. it out of you, you know, and then that's yeah. the and, thing to yeah. get it out. And, but what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, Sometimes we just go to our journal and write this down, but that's not really totally getting it out because you haven't maybe processed it the whole way. Well, there's so many different ways to get stuff out, right? We have to, we have to say it. We have to, we are, we have to think it, feel it, write it, say it. 
get it out. I always, I always say, yeah, get it out to the end of your arm. <laughs> Writing it actually is probably one of the better ways. Now, you come from an Indian family from India. And I, I also thought this is interesting because so many people, there's so many different cultures and things, and especially where perhaps women's voices are silenced a little more or women mm -hmm. aren't considered as as important. You know, I, I, I don't believe that myself, but, yeah. you know, but so how are, can we as speaking as a woman, how are we going to empower ourselves? and get it out there and speak out loud and believe this is our truth. We need to say it and not be that we're not stirring the pot. We're, we're just being who we are. I think it boils down to feeling that what you have to say is worth it first and foremost, because here's the thing, someone could give you a platform, a megaphone, a microphone, whatever. And if you don't believe that what you have to say is worth it, then it really doesn't matter. So it does start with having that sense of self-worth and how do we, Increase how do you get that? It. How yeah. do you get that self worth? Number one, keep promises to yourself. Number two, if something lights you up, if something excites you, don't be the wet blanket of your dreams. Go after it. Go after it. If so, if you want to do something, try something. If you notice yourself getting jazzed up about an idea or whatever, don't be cynical with yourself. Get curious. Learn more. And I'm going to say, lastly, is please learn how to solo travel because there's nothing like solo traveling. I just got back from a month in Mexico and I just have to say being to being able to explore with yourself and just with yourself increases confidence in a way that I can't even explain. And so if you have the opportunity to go somewhere by yourself and enjoy your own company, that's the next level. That's game changing. That kind of confidence. No, you can't buy that kind of confidence. It can only come from within. Oh, sister, I'm telling you, you're preaching to the choir. I, yeah. I totally believe that. And I, re I really want to uh, piggyback on the fact of I also just believe that traveling um, solo is fantastic. But if you can't just traveling and connecting with other cultures and really yeah. connecting and just getting out of being a tourist, you know, and really being in the moment is going to help. Well, this is really it's a really great book that will help people get out of their self and really be able to own their truth. The name of the book is Say It Out Loud. I'm going to spell Vasavi Kumar, V-A-S-A-V-I-K-U-M-A-R. That is her name. And that is her website, vasavikumar.com, V-A-S-A-V-I-K-U-M-A-R.com. Thank you so much for sharing all of your intel and these really great, great um, ways that we can be our best selves and empower ourselves and live our dreams because that's what we all strive for. Thank you so much for joining me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And when we come back from break, I will have a quick business bite, and then we are going to be talking about the drought. Stay with me. You're listening live on the Voice America Network, Star Style. Be the star you are. Back in a bit. Be the star you are. The star you Change your world, change your life. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. In order to close a sale, we often need information about a company that the client hasn't or won't provide. So what other resources exist to help you know as much as possible about the client you're pitching? Well, in this day of technology, your first line of attack is probably to gather information on the internet. And after that, get in touch with the company experts, maybe call the company's front desk or talk to the gatekeepers, um, customer service agents, go to a conference, utilize the organizations and individuals who monitor the activities of your prospects, and don't uh, forget to talk with other non-competing suppliers. You can tap into your people sources, ask questions, listen, and be wise by using the experts. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, thank you so much. We are back, and this is Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan. And now we're going to switch over from empowering ourselves to talking about water. Everybody needs it. Um, all life needs water in order to survive. And if we were to look at our beautiful planet called Earth from space, it would seem like almost the entire planet was water, but that water is the ocean. And only about 0.007% of our water on our planet is fresh and usable. And as we know, we are in some major droughts around the world or major floods that are just going out to the ocean. 
and we're having some issues. So whether it's for drinking or cooking or taking a shower or washing your clothes or any other basic tasks, feeding your animals, the average American uses around 80 gallons of water a day, but that's just a fraction of the total usage because there's an additional 2,000 gallons that are hidden in what consumes on a daily basis. And this is the water that we're going to pretty much talk about today because it's something that we really don't think about. It might be strange to think about water that we use that we can't see, but scientists have done their magic again and they know that that hidden number visible is calculated. It is known as a water footprint. So let me give you an example. Let's talk about a tomato. Its carbon footprint measures how many pounds of planet warming gas are added to the atmosphere to help it grow, to wash it, to pack it, to deliver it. I probably should have put to pick it, right? You have to pick it. So grow, pick, wash, pack, deliver. That one little tomato that you get, its water footprint will tell you how much water it takes to get that one tomato to you. And the numbers, when I was looking over this research, just absolutely staggered me. So in one day, a family of four exhausts enough water, listen to this, to overflow an 18-foot swimming pool. An 18-foot swimming pool. Uh, the biggest contributor is in what we eat. Almonds, for example, are the most water-hungry. Uh, and producing one pound of almonds can demand up to 1,900 gallons of water. Although we will have to say California almonds, they constitute the world's stockpile, but they're very efficient. But it's still 700 pounds of water per pound. Now, this doesn't mean that we have to stop eating almonds or, or eating you know, any, uh, any foods because we have to live, right? But the best way is to start being a little bit smarter about our overall choices. And in that way, we could reduce our water footprint. So, of course, you've heard about eating less red meat and when possible, opt for poultry or ocean-caught fish. Vegetables, pound for pound, have the lowest impact compared to fruit and meat and nuts. So if you, you know, had more vegetarian-type uh, meals a week, you could cut your footprint by about 18%. Now, a vegan diet actually cuts the footprint by about 25%. So this is really, this, this is hard kind of to read and to know that we're using all that much water just to grow our things. And so I'm going to give you um, the proteins and how much it actually is. And what the, they call it the thirst, the thirst trap. Because if you wonder how, water adds up, um, this is going to kind of get it to you. Like an apricot that's grown in your own backyard isn't going to have the same footprints as one that is um, in the store or grown in a different climate or is shipped across the country. So when I give you these numbers, this is not 
things that are that you are in your uh, you know that you're doing really uh, in your backyard or you know, these are things you're buying at the stores so beef most people don't have uh, beef in their backyard anyway so you want to pick your protein so with beef to get a gallon i mean to get a pound of beef it takes 1850 gallons of water to get a pound of pork it's 719 gallons to get a pound of chicken 516 gallons but then you go to like beans and peas or chickpeas or lentils you know something like that that still has protein in it but it is in the vegetable family it's 486 gallons a pound where tofu 302 gallons a pound now with fish it's pretty complicated because we don't really know how to calculate or they haven't really quite figured out how to do that but when they did this study about like how how many um gallons it takes to make a cheeseburger and i thought that was interesting so for a bun 22 gallons to make a bun if you put a slice of onions it's only a tenth of a gun uh, of a gallon a slice of cheese would be 56 gallons, one lettuce leaf, 0 0.06 gallons, two tomato slices, 2.3 gallons. And then if you put uh, a third pound, just a third pound of your beef patty, it would be 617 gallons. So if you were looking, if you know what a hot tub is and how full those are, that would be approximately two hot tubs full of water. So the best way to reduce your footprint, obviously, is to eat locally and seasonally. So eat only what's fresh that's in season and try to get it from your local farmer's market or better yet is to grow it yourself because anything that requires long distance traveling or any shipping, that means more fuel, more fuel production requires vast quantities of water. So we have to think about it in uh, so many different ways, right? So again, if you're growing vegetables in your backyard, you can tell how much water you're giving it. But if you're just buying things in the store, it all adds up. So we'll, we'll look at things that people do on a regular basis. People drink coffee and people drink tea. If you, you're that one cup of coffee, if that one cup of coffee, just to have the beans, to grow those beans, to make one cup of coffee, it took 66 gallons. Whereas the tea or the tea bag, it still took seven gallons. So it is rather surprising how thirsty <laughs> so many things are. Now, milk. All right. So milk. Oat milk is um, takes up 12 gallons of water to get a quart. Soy milk only takes seven gallons of water to get a quart. Dairy milk, though, takes 137 gallons to get a quart. So from soy milk at seven gallons to dairy milk at 137 gallons. Almond milk is 93 gallons for a quart and rice milk is 67 gallons. So you can just see how 
it all adds up. And this is a footprint that we never even think about. Now, the easiest and quickest way to shrink your water footprint is make sure that anything that you buy, when you buy it, you need to eat it. Because one of the biggest wastes that happens every year, 30% of the food purchased in the United States ends up in the trash every year. And the average person's annual food waste every year is equivalent to taking a 10-minute shower every day for 400 days. So we're really wasting water, and it's the water that we don't even think about when we are, um, you know, not either growing our own food or we are not buying it lo uh, locally. So the couple other things that um, that are that you might want to see that are good. Well, I want to say thirsty, and then you know maybe thirstier. So watermelon. This is the time of year I just love watermelon, and I could I could eat watermelon every day. And one of the things I love about watermelon is it has so much water in it, and I really like to actually put the watermelon in a blender and make my uh, watermelon water. I call it, but because it just tastes so good. And it's, it does take about 17 to 29 gallons of water to make a pound of watermelon. Now, I don't know if you can even buy a one pound watermelon. I don't know if I've ever seen them. I think they're usually like three pounds or bigger, right? So that's how much water. Now, pineapple is about 31 gallons for a pound. Raspberries, it can be anywhere from... 37 to 49 gallons for a pound. Now, now we're starting to get even thirstier. You think about grapes. So grapes are usually really juicy, right? They have a lot of water in them and they will take 73 to even 100 gallons of water to make that one pound of grapes that you buy. An avocado and one of my, another favorite, favorite food. And it's also so good for you. Um, takes 141 to 224 gallons to make a pound. And then one of the thirstiest fruits are cherries. And that's not something I would have thought. I grow my own cherries. I have Queen Anne and I grow Bing cherries. And they're just so delicious. But they're not really watery. They just have a really good sweet taste. But it does take 192 to actually up to 240 gallons per pound. So that just shows you how, um, how much water we're using in places that we don't even see. So we can make those small swaps, like maybe eat peanuts instead of almonds in your everyday, uh, if you take a grab a thing of almond, as long as you're not allergic to peanuts, right? So a few almonds are fine, but maybe not so many. Uh, we don't want you to give up everything. Instead, we just want you to think as strategically as possible and maybe to do some of those low-impact proteins at least, you know, one day a week and lean heavily on vegetables as much as possible to shape your meals. And that will just help you um, with your footprint. And with that, you know, maybe you can take a, a three-minute shower if you're in California. I used to take those 10-minute showers when um, when we had a lot of water, but now we don't. So now it's like you turn the water on, you scrub down, you, you rinse off, 
And that's, you know, you turn the water off while you're scrubbing and then you rinse off and um, it's a little bit harder and you have water buckets in all your showers and buckets everywhere because we do have to save water. So um, let's be pr as proactive as possible and also do it with our foods. Well, that's our show for today. So thank you so much for tuning in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Make sure you're here on the Voice America channel on the Empowerment Channel with me, Cynthia Bryan. We're here live Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. For more information about Star Style or Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. And I do have a new book coming, and it is Family Forever. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are, you can go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. BeTheStarYouAre.org. And don't forget that our shoe drive is still going on. So we just have about a week left of the shoe drive. So if you would like to drop off any shoes you don't want, we would love to get them to people in poverty and third world nations, and then hopefully give some women's, uh, let them become some micro entrepreneurs, bethestarur.org. So my aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And you might want to pick up Vasavi Kumar's book, Say It Out Loud. And until we get together next Wednesday from 4 to 5 and celebrate again, remember that love always wins. Kindness always prevails and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. And be here with me next week. Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. Make it a great week. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. <laughs>